0: south state championship version of the preview show it's the, the final four final four yeah wrong the sport ball. same concept the ball is tipped if they don't bring it back brian I, that's for another day it's for
1: luther's there he's back this year is he back yeah they got yeah they, he's back Because that, that
0: think, one year or two year hiatus was just they, i couldn't they, do it they let a uh gal do it from yeah. uh
1: she was good but i mean
0: luther it, no, it ain't anyway, Luther. Yeah. And for what it's worth, uh, Dance with My Father. That I mean, I, yeah. But I, I'm not going to go through his catalog. Yeah, that's this for another time. <laughs> we're here for Big Skin. By the way,
1: I'll just say this: Luther Vandross, one of the most underrated singers of all oh. time. Of all time,
0: unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Voice we'll talk about of an that. Angel.
1: Yeah, for sure later. I listen to his music; he gets me going. That's what I say. Man. Anyway, well, we got football to talk about. It is we, the Final Four. Man, and I mean, every week the games get closer. They come down to the last second. We're wrong every time we
0: every week. Every we're week wrong. we're wrong. Maybe right and really, really right a couple of times, but for the majority, we're kinda we could pick a winner a lot of the time.
1: Pick me a winner, Bobby. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> but we will most certainly be uh have our foot in our mouth yeah. from time to time.
1: And you know, we're gonna start off with where our foot went in our mouth last week. Yes, we are. Six A North. Oh man. We got the Oxford Chargers hosting. The Yellow Jackets from Starkville. Little
0: Leg Bowl, dude. So Thursday night, the Rebels will head down to Starkville to take on the Bulldogs, and Friday night, the Yellow Jackets will head to Oxford to take on the Chargers. There are a couple of people that I need to mention that we have not mentioned enough all year within these two teams. Um, obviously, for Starkville, everybody knows Luke Altmaier everybody has gotten to know a Marion Howard. Mm-hmm. But as I sift through Twitter, I've checked some stats, I've looked at game by game, there's a young man in Starkville, and it kind of creates a three-headed monster for them in their, on their offense by the name of Rufus Harvey.
1: A former uh, Miss 98 Scores player of the uh, late-night Twitter follow-up. That's, that's correct. That's yeah. absolutely
0: correct. And this is one of those kids, and, and I'm, I want to compare – I want to make a comparison here. A couple years back, startwell had A.J. Brown, yes. big time. Yes. Everybody knows who he is, national recruit. But they also had a young man by the name of uh, Rafael Raphael Leonard. Rafael Leonard. Who kind of flew under the radar, but even A.J. has said in interviews, and he's like, man, I don't even know if I was the best receiver on my high school team. Yeah. Well, this kid went the Juco route, and then he wound up playing. He went to East Mississippi, was their leading receiver, won a couple national championships, and then Lane Kiffin signed him. And he has just stolen the show. He's either a senior or graduated last year. Did he go to – he went. To, he played for Lane Kiffin? Yeah, he played oh, at FAU. Okay. Yeah, FAU. Uh,
1: but, man. I don't know if he went to that one or if he went to FIU. For some reason, I thought I remembered him playing against Ole Miss.
0: Or maybe he did go to FIU. He's one of the F Because I think he, he
1: lit him up, I
0: thought. But this – Yeah. Regardless, he uh He's he awesome. Is, man, just unbelievable. Well, I say that to mention Rufus Harvey. He's that kind of kid that's flying under the radar. His numbers obviously speak for themselves, kind of like Raphael's did. But he – I mean, he's at right at 1,300 yards right. or so receiving, double-digit, you know, and he is their go-to option. If Oxford locks everything down, they're looking in Rufus Harvey's direction, throwing it up and hoping
1: he can get it. For sure, for sure. Um, excuse me. Uh, I feel like he's a lot like Rafael Leonard. He's a SEC-caliber player. Yes. He's probably going to fall down one division and be an all-conference player.
0: Yes. He's that kind of guy. If, 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 and I think – and, you know, here's the thing. I think he doesn't pass the eye test. He's a smallish guy, five five nine, five ten, 5'10", mm-hmm. uh, blazing wheels, hands, unbelievable, great route runner. Somebody, and I don't want to point fingers here, but there may be a coach in state or two that late in the process, something doesn't pan out, something doesn't go right Thursday night of this week, Uh May just have a late offer for this kid.
1: For sure. I like to – he reminds me of – and I hate to ever say a better version of, but the only reason I say a better version of is because the competition level he plays a little better. I think he's a little bit better version of Marcus Green. I
0: think you were going to say it, Ryan.
1: I mean, I, I really do. Well,
0: and, I, and I was thinking the same I mean, I mean, thing. you know
1: what I mean? Same stature. Yes, uh, blazing speed. Yeah, and, best athlete on and, the field. And with a 27, 30-inch vertical leap somewhere in there. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, he's that kind of guy. Going to play on Sundays just like Marcus. You know,
0: we we Startville at times this year, and and that's the last thing I'll say about Startville, obviously incredibly well coached. Uh their coach, uh, Chris Jones. Jonesy boy uh, was, was a was uh you know, was was a professional <laughs> football player, played corner professionally. His defense has stood tall when they've had to this year. Olive Branch presented a little bit of a challenge last week. Uh what do his guys do? Is go out there and throw up a seven. You know, that's uh, you know. This staff has has done an incredible job, Uh, and I expect them to be ready to play. This is one of those games where, as far as rivalries are concerned, it's always a big deal to Starkville. Yeah. Now, let me flip the coin a little bit. It's gotten to where now Starkville has owned this rivalry so much. Handily. Handily at that. I think it's starting to get to the point to where Oxford's kind of fed up. You know, they're obviously fed up. They're You know, they're – they're right there every year with an opportunity in front of them, and Starkville just comes rolling in. And like I said, it just it just means so much to those kids. But I spoke about Rufus Harvey for Starkville. There's a couple guys that I think make it be big time difference makers in this game. Oxford has got great balance. Luke Altmeyer is they want the ball in his hands. Yeah. They want to throw if possible, but they're but any good coach, and we've said this before, preaches balance. Mm-hmm. They will hand the ball off to Marion Howard. He he's gonna to get touches. The guys that are gonna be key to make this game one dimensional for Oxford are guys that defense has been lights out all year. It sure. Has. It's been really difficult to to pinpoint. Uh, guys, but there's a couple that I do want to. Holding Salpinola
1: to seven points. Uh,
0: that's that, and that's kind of what I was getting at, man. They they made Salpinola one dimensional, and they will try to do the same thing against Starkville Friday night. Um, Dude, person. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a transfer from I know, right? Which
1: is an sounds like a name for a Sims character. It, yeah. Would you like before pr- you actually? Would enter you like the name to change in? your name to Brian Bowen from Dude Person?
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 but he uh, a transfer in from Georgia, I think. beginning yeah. Of the year. Uh, been a big difference for them. Uh, over 100 tackles, several sacks. Uh, Kion Williams, another player at linebackers, also over 100 tackles, several sacks. And then they've got a sta- uh, school record holder in interception, and I think you got his like, Bud Pearson, eighth Brian last Pearson, eighth or something. Got like got his eighth against uh, Sal Pinoa the other night. That's almost an interception to game. That's I insane, uh, unbelievable. You, you'd think people quit throwing at him right now. Well, and think about it. that. In high school, they just don't throw it a whole lot. Period.
1: You know what I mean? Oh, so I know. The, his percentage of interception, but, but this week they will. Yeah, they will. They're and going he there. has
0: the opportunity to cut the field in half. I think you could. You're probably going to see shadow coverage. Mm-hmm with him on Rufus Harvey. They're
1: not, they're not going to leave him out there by himself. No.
0: They're, 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 they'll bracket. They'll do whatever they got to do. They're going to make somebody else beat them in the air. Stroudville will very, very capable of doing that. Offensively, Oxford has kind of shut me up a little mm-hmm. bit. I thought they were kind of suspect looking at some of their scores. It really is just their kind of game to grind it out. Yeah. You know, they want to play sound defense. They're cool with 21 points. 100%. Mm-hmm. As long as the other team's got 20. Yep. Uh, but, you know, the X factor in this game, because I think the star power kind of sits with Starkville. The X factor in this game is who I think is probably the best pound-per-pound athlete on the field and in this state in J.J. Pegues. Mm-hmm. We talk about him every week. Plays both sides of the ball. Does a little bit of everything. One thing Oxford I've noticed that they have done throughout the year, when they get in a bind, when people stop what they want to do, they start handing the ball to five. Yeah. And just like Nova what Cain, what's it, that what it, it, goes? Give, sick, give it I time. Six <laughs> plays, just like <laughs> Nova Cain, works every time. Give it time,
1: it works, man. Because, <laughs> I mean, and we've seen this before. We've talked about it when I was, anyway, I always talk about South talk, like A poor man's version of this was J.T. Brown. It's cool when you're a safety and you tackle J.J. Peggy's or J.T. Brown in the first quarter, you get up beating your chest. In the second quarter, you're not really as excited about it. But by the third and the fourth quarter, you're dodging. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're really he's hoping. He's coming
0: at you, and you're like, God, I hope there's yeah. somebody beside and me. and Piggies is
1: the same way. I mean, I mean yeah, I mean, he, he might, you might hem him up, but he's going to bust off a 17-yarder 100%. and an 18-yarder and then a 25-yarder, and then he's going to rumble for 45 and put it in the paint, and you can't do anything about and it. I, man, you're going to run over I everybody have, doing it.
0: I, I'm blown away at his diversity. They can line him up at fullback to block they can line him up at tight end and throw it to him.
1: Which is dangerous, by the way.
0: Oh, my God, because his chip block Mm -hmm. is not like that traditional 6'2", 200-pound tight end. This is a grown man that can chip you and get open.
1: When you finish your prediction for the game, I want to make a prediction about his career. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Um, But, man, end of the day, I still like Starkville. I think they've just got too big of a stranglehold on this rivalry, but I expect this game to be considerably closer. Coach Chris Cutcliffe and staff do a phenomenal job. They have been down this road enough. They're going to keep this game closer than I think most people else think think than it will
1: be. For sure. I agree with everything you just said. Like I mean, I you know, I, and it's crazy. We 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 hang out every week mm-hmm. and I get so enamored with your knowledge of <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm just being honest because we've gotten so far into the year and talking about these teams, we do know them. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, we do. know players and schemes and we yeah. know coaches, but when you talk about Starville and Oxford, it really paints a picture in my head. I see these two teams wearing their uniforms on Friday oh, night, and they're going after it. And like you said, uh, there are two Egg Bowl type games this week. One in Starville, one in Oxford. and The only one that matters is in Oxford. Let's be real. <laughs> I mean, they're they matter, in the grand scheme. in the grand scheme of things. They're you know they're only really playing for something. Th- Y'all right. are playing to go to the Independence Bowl or whatever it used to be, and we're playing for the APR Bowl. Yeah, I mean maybe you know, but it, uh, it
0: really may be the who gets canned first type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. That maybe yeah. not this year. Maybe not but, but it may but lead into something next but year. First, yeah, but first. Yeah. Yeah, but first. Um JJ Pegues I want to hear this this prediction. Well, I'm going to
1: make a prediction about the game. Oxford, once again, Jack Tenney, he'll field goal. All right. He hit a big it.
0: one last week. Well let's say this, because I've called a close game, mm-hmm. they're going to have to have it this time. I agree. If I agree. they win it, they're going to have to yeah. have him be, special teams will be huge for them. They may have an advantage there. Last
1: week this his field goal put it out of reach, I think maybe. Yes, you know correct. so it kinda of gave him a little breathing room. I think J.J. Pegues is going to be a starting left tackle in the NFL. Okay. And here's why. Uh, I saw Michael Orr in high school. Sure. Michael Orr had a much bigger, wider frame. Oh, yeah. A tremendous athlete. Pegues different kind of athlete. But I see his frame, and I go, when he gets in there and starts eating real college food, mm-hmm. and starts lifting college weights, it's going to be tough to keep the mass off. And yeah. no matter how athletic you are, you can only be so big. That's right. You know what I mean. Before you have to move to another position. Sure. And I believe his mobility and the way the game is played at the line of scrimmage it makes him an intriguing option to play tackle That's and, an it, and these take. run pass option things and where you have to be. He's got better feet than yep. anybody his size. Yep. And he, or he could be a 290 pound hybrid tight end tackle. You know yep. what I mean? Put him at the end of the line, leave him uncovered as a tackle at the ball. Yeah. You or you could put twenty five on him. And always let him play the nose. Yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> but, 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 I mean, you know, he's got put a pretty funny, put a funny number on him. You can put him back there and let him run some, some fullback yeah. dives like li- better
0: than they did it with Kim Dici.
1: I really thought Ligon should have ended up being a pretty good left tackle. Yeah, I think And so. I feel like Pagies is going to be a better version of that because he's just a better athlete. Right. And that's just that's just my prediction. I think he's an NFL tackle, not because he's a bad athlete, but because he is a great athlete.
0: I, I like. I like. That's that. my prediction. That's I my do. prediction. Who huh. we got in the South?
1: It man, the South. Um, you know. It's a little bit of unknown with us in terms of what they have, but it's a heavyweight matchup. It's Oak Grove and Pedal.
0: Oh, man. And, you, know, oh, it, man it, you talk uh, about a border uh, war. Yeah. These schools are 10 miles apart. They are. And if they win, it's essentially a home game in Hattiesburg. That's right. So. That's Yeah, winner plays at home next week. <laughs> yeah. um, well, let me say this. I don't know just a ton about either team. Well, I I'll that, tell you,
1: uh, Oak Grove's 10-3, and Pedal's 12-1. and 1.
0: Yeah. I do know that uh, Pedal – is coached by the legendary uh, Marcus Broyles. Yes. He's been in this state forever. Forever. Was it Wayne County, won several state titles. Mm-hmm. He coached Jarrell Poe there? Who? Did he coach Jarrell Poe? Yes. Okay. Uh, and then later coached uh, Anthony Alford at Petal, right when he got to Pedal. Yeah, absolutely. That went to Ole yeah. Miss. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, man, I mean, these two – there will be – no. as far as games having no love lost in this state. Yeah. <laughs> that's that is one, a legit right rivalry. That is a straight-up rivalry. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it's kind of a – that's interesting. It's a weird demographic with those two schools. Yeah. Um, as far as, I guess, culture, I guess you'd say, Petal's going to be more of your country pine belt kids that's kind of off of I-59 a little bit. And then Oak Grove is kind of the, uh, how do you say it, the country club of its Affluents.
1: affluent people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I have a friend of mine who used to coach basketball at Oak Grove. He was an assistant basketball coach there. And he pretty much explained it the same way. You know, Oak Grove is a school – uh, was kind of pretty much I don't hate to say created, right? But was put in the place that it's put to serve a certain demographic of folks who live in the Hattiesburg area. Sure. So that's that. But, but anyway, I like Pedal to Win because it's that pedal, and I think they got a little bit better caliber of athlete this year. I think so. That's just I my I'm going to go with Pedal too. I like that. Um. All right. See here. Moving on to five A. Now before we let me
0: guess, Brian is uh, West Point in this game.
1: West Point is there. It's the Showba <laughs> Central at ten and three. At West Point at thirteen to one. Now before we get too deep up in the streets here and start talking about West Point. And picking, again Nishoba, picking against Neshoba Central again. I would like to say that they straight <laughs> through smoke at, at us on
0: Twitter. Good for them, man. And I want them to do it. I, I love do, it. Too. I mean,
1: they know, that, like they said, it's all in good fun. We just make predictions based on the, the sure. knowledge. We have the transitive property of sports, as we talked about. They're a heck of a football program, but they are in yes. West Point this week. And yeah. it is different than Lake Carmen you know? And it is different than Lafayette. Oh. And it is different than any other school in the state going to West Point on a Friday night in November.
0: I want to speak to something as far as West Point's concerned. One thing that we know about West Point, they're going to run the football incredibly well. They're going to play stout defense. One thing that I always find interesting about West Point, they're guys that typically move on to the four-year level, are usually offensive guys. So I really just want to say kudos, a shout-out to uh, Coach Chambliss and staff for fielding a top, Three defense in the state every single year with guys that you normally don't ever hear from again. Yeah, you know, I mean, like you think about it, this year's team. Everybody knows Brandon Harris at quarterback. Everybody knows Dentarius Cannon at running back. I don't know a player on defense. Now I did last year because a couple of them made it to East Mississippi. Right. Uh, and you know, and and you and got he, Marcus Murphy. State, Marcus Murphy but he played state, both but positions. He, was, bo- he yeah. was their starting quarterback. Yeah, you know, and and but I mean, he was obviously really good on defense as well. But
1: those guys, physique.
0: those guys all tend to. Come from the offensive side, so it's it's absolutely remarkable that every single year they field the defense that they do, and it's just a testament to their system, their process. Um, now, speaking of the game in specific, if you're in Showpe Central, you have nothing to lose. We know that. You know, I mean, everybody. If you took a straw poll, if you if if I put this game on a piece of scratch notebook paper for my grandmother and said, Grand Grand, I want you to circle a winner. And she said, well, I don't know nothing about either of them. I said, all right, well, West Point's won four straight. They've got X amount of gold balls in their trophy case. They're yada, yada. She would pick West Point, just like yeah. anybody. That, that
1: octopus that's going to come out and choose the winner is going to yeah. go over and suck on the West Point box. That's what yeah. he does. You know, That's what he does.
0: And I think anybody with with a quarter of a brain who has remotely even picked up a newspaper this decade is going to pick West Point. So if you're in Neshoba Central... Why not let it all hang out? And they will. And they will. You know, and here's the thing. They, uh, you know, it. They, they played a tough schedule. Their division is not quite what West Point's is, so they reached out and they played Tupelo. They played Grenada. And you've got, so, to, you know,
1: you've got to do that when you're in their region and there's not a lot of teams your size to that's schedule. That's correct. Yeah, kind of like Sinatobia kind of has to do over on 100%. their side. 100%. Yeah, for sure. Same Absolutely.
0: Thing. And, man, you know, I, I say that to say that, you know, they're a very similar football team up at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Defensively, they're not quite as stout as West Point. But at the end of the day, they may have the most D1-ready athlete on the field in Jarquez Run- Hunter at running back, yeah, and his battery mate, uh, Tyler Mathis. Man, they got it's two guys back there. And, man, you know, I, <laughs> Coach Chambliss would be the first to probably tell you that that's always tough to prepare for. Without beating a dead horse, I like West Point. And I, I, I hate to <laughs> – I, you know, when we do this podcast next year, at this exact same day, at this exact same time in 2020, I'm probably going to pick West Point. Over whoever they're playing. Over whoever they're playing. Yeah. But, you know, I do want to commend Neshoba Central on making it considerably farther than I thought they would.
1: Yeah, you know, and and I think that when you kind of think about Neshoba Central, you don't think of them traditionally being a football power. They're always competitive and good. Oh, yeah. But they're good in all the sports.
0: It's a good sports school. It's a very good sports school. school, school. school.
1: Uh, But you don't think of them as a top end football program. No. But, you know. Tables could be turning down there. You sure. know what I mean? Usually when a team like this with a good athletic pedigree
0: – More people start coming out for They football. start coming out.
1: Yeah, and and I feel like this is going to be the beginning of a huge surge sure. in their football program. Uh, but with that being said, usually when you're on the uptick – The some, team that's on the tick. The team that's on the tick at that time gives you gives you one. Yep. I think this might be the year uh, that Nechoba Central plays close for three quarters. Mm-hmm. And at the end, the, the magic of West Point – on a Friday night in November yeah. probably get you. I think A lot of juniors uh, for Neshoba a Central. A lot, and that's what I'm saying. You know, next year I could see Lake Comeret, West Point, Neshoba Central, and Lafayette being right back <laughs> here. Right, here. Yeah, right back here we are. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to make a score prediction, 31-24 West Point. All right. I think it's going to be a two-score game. Neshoba scores late, can't get the onside kick. West Point holds on. I'm going
0: 39 39- 20, West okay. Point, okay. With, a, with a late one to see. So it. we're doing it the
1: opposite way. I'm thinking Neshoba scores one to make it close. You're thinking West Point scores one late to put it away.
0: Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. But
1: similar, but once again, Neshoba, if you pull off the upset this week.
0: I'm talking about throw us under the jail. We're
1: down for it. I mean, we, we eat crow better than anybody. We love all kinds of food. if
0: y'all win this week, I'll give you head coach a phone call next week. And we, we will. Patented. You stamp it right here. And we'll get him on the podcast. 100%. We will record that on Skype. Yes. For
1: sure. And like and like I said, we're not rooting against you. We're just no. making a prediction. This isn't Houston. We're, we're rooting no. for Houston. This is just right. legit. Num- we, go, we go by the numbers and what we think. So. That's right. But shout out to you all for doing what you do. And in the South, uh, man, I'm not going to lie to you, there is a big matchup Huge. in the South. Um, 5A has always kind of been... I the south say. side. The south's,
0: south's always kind of stronger top to bottom. The north's yeah. always top heavy.
1: Yeah, and uh, but in the south this year, man, we got two teams with the combined combined record of twenty six and 0, 13 and zero Picayune, thirteen and at thirteen and zero West Jones. Wow, that's impressive. Jonathan <laughs> Bender ain't walking through that door for me. <laughs> and if he
0: was, it wouldn't be till next <laughs> week anyway. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um. Brian, I, I don't know a lot about these two teams. I do know that as an athletic department, West Jones has kind of started to establish themselves. They've
1: made some good coaching hires in the last few a, years.
0: All the way around. They've mm-hmm. got a former Southern Miss baseball player. their head baseball coach. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who the football coach is. Uh, and then your buddy Todd.
1: Coach Arnold used to be the, the boys' basketball coach at South Haven. Yeah. Went to two state tournaments in a row. Coach Terrence Davis, Taze Moore. He knows what he's doing. So, I mean, they're they're doing a good job down there.
0: I say that to say this is a style game, I think. Mm-hmm. I think West Wes Jones has got a little bit more of a dynamic offense, so to speak. I, you know, they'll throw it some. They beat Wayne it some,
1: County 33-30 last week, I think. Which
0: is huge. Yeah. So, th- this team can rattle off points in a hurry. Uh, obviously, with a zero beside their name, they play pretty good defense, too. Mm-hmm. One thing that I do know about Picayune, they are a wing T football team. Mm-hmm. They're going – man – there's something about this offense, Brian. There's too many teams this time of year that are still here running it. One of which we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, Picky Yoon they've been here. They've been. They have. Here. I don't know when the last time West Jones won a state title, but they're Picayune, always in the thick of it. But they haven't the won one in a while. Uh, but I, I know think. that Picky has 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 been in that title game several times. They've they've won it several times. Mm-hmm. Um, they always have a really, really good tight end that they throw it up to. They've always – you know, they, 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 they know how to do what they, they do. They have an identity. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say – that where's this game being played, Brian?
1: West Jones. Mustangs.
0: I am going with the Stang Gang because it's at home. Uh, anytime two undefeated teams play against each other and I don't know a lot about them, I'm always going to favor the home team.
1: For sure. Uh, heard a lot of noise. I hate to say noise. A lot of news about Picayune early in the year. About they were oh, yeah. The they were number one at one point. Yeah. And then, May you know, still be. And West Jones just keeps winning. Uh, and I'm going to go with West Jones, and, uh, A, because I do think they win because it's home. And, B, the other reason is uh, – I love Coach Todd Arnold. Sure, he, he probably needs some of those athletes, Sure, and he's just got to be a couple more weeks without them. That's just, Absolutely. That's just the way of the road down there.
0: And one of you has got your hands full next week. For sure. <laughs> so that will be a whale of a game. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, 5A, 5A is not a lot of fun leading up to this point, but by God, it's fun when you get here.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that whoever ends up in the 5A state championship game, both north or south, that is going to be, I guess, what you would call an old slobber knocker. Mm-hmm. The most physical game. Class, I think, uh, is going to be 5A in the Absolutely. Final Four. Which leads us to 4A, which I might have just be sticking my foot in my mouth talking about the North State game. Uh, but when you want to talk about uh, physicality and uh, athletes, we'll start with Greenwood at Corinth. Man. 13-0 and Greenwood at 12-1 and Corinth, whose only
0: loss is Tupelo. And truth be told, with- I-, I didn't know this at the time. And I know it now. Ooh. Corinth, during that loss to Tupelo, lost D.T. Sheffield in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I did not know that. And the reason <laughs> I say that is Tupelo mounted a crazy comeback, and it you know it's just kind of interesting that the guy that touches the ball every play for Corinth and nothing against Tupelo, obviously, is a great win on the road against a really obviously good four A team. But uh,
1: they failed to tell us that when we were asking they, about the game. <laughs> How'd you shoot. guys do? Oh, we won. Oh, so, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, Trent. So they didn't play their all state player. No, I'm joking. But no, uh no, uh D T didn't play that game, so Corinth could easily be undefeated at this point. Yeah. You know. Uh, I don't think that the records matter, you know, at this point. An interesting tidbit, and I, I I don't know how right or wrong I am here, but I think I'm right. This is the only north half, south half rematch from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh I think that is taking place in sir. this round. Um Obviously, two completely contrasting styles. Um, Greenwood's offense is absolutely electric. They they throw it considerably well. Quarterback's a, a two thousand plus yard passer. Never find their skill game. Yes, and they they've got a they've got a thousand plus yard back with double digit touchdowns. One thing Greenwood has done, and their schedule has dictated some of this, has absolutely kept teams out of the end zone. Mm-hmm. It's blown my mind. Yeah. This game is played at Corinth. So, interesting dynamic here for you. Going to be one of the few games this year Greenwood is actually going to play on turf. True that. Now, last year I was at Corinth when Greenwood stole that game away late. And I say stole because that's what they did, Brian. It was a great game. It was back and forth, lead changes. I think there were six. Corinth turned the ball over late. Greenwood punched it in, ran the clock out on. Mm-hmm. I mean, Corinth didn't have enough time to get down the field. Yeah, it's that simple. There are going to. Be, if you're going to Corinth and you're a Corinth fan, I'm telling you right now and heed this advice: get there about five thirty if you want a bleacher seat. Mm-hmm. Because I watched three thousand people on Corinth side last year sit in the cold and watch this game, and it was devastating. I know that Todd Lowry will have his guys. Absolutely zeroed in. I agree, um, and I do want to go ahead and make the statement that I am rooting hard for them. Man, I am absolutely rooting hard for them. They have we've talked about this. They have one thing they've done this year. They've really buttoned up their defense. Uh, linebacker Carter Bonds, who's also an offensive player, yeah, uh, he received an offer for Oklahoma today. Really, really big news for him. Congrats for that. Uh, he's the glue for them. You know, defensively, and then obviously we know the characters on offense: Tim Patterson, DT Sheffield. Man, Corinth is not going to change a thing about what they do and when they do it. They are a they are opportunistic play to play team. There's no game script for Todd Lowry. There may be a first drive script. There may field. be what he wants to do, but he's going to get to the line of scrimmage on the first play of offense. He's going to see what Greenwood's in, and he is going to adjust accordingly. Mm-hmm. And he will do that every play of the game, and he will put every ounce of what he's got into to make sure that this game is exactly is, – is what it's supposed to be. I agree. Now, I say that, and I said this last week, Brian, and I, I was kind of bold for this. I picked Greenwood over what I think was everybody's 4A front runner last week, Lewisville. I did that simply because – They've kind of had their number. Mm-hmm. This is the true case of two teams that it is their year. Both coaching staffs have planned up for this year. Yep. It is going to be uh, – I picked Greenwood last week to win it all, pretty much. I may have said it. I may not have said it. But I think this is their year. But I also said in the Itawamba Corinth preview that I think this is Corinth's year. To, I mean, this is the year they're geared toward. Mm-hmm. As far as athletes, for the majority, it'll be equal. As far as scheme, I give the edge to Corinth. Um, as far as unpredictability, I give the edge to Greenwood. I like an overtime game, Brian. Okay. I don't really have much more than that. Okay. I will say that I'm rooting for Corinth, though.
1: My prediction is Corinth wins. I don't know how they do it. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what part of the game, whether they win late in the fourth, overtime. I don't know. I don't know when they. You know what I mean? I don't know how right. or went, but I just feel like this is. I feel like this is their year, based on what happened last year. You know I, what I mean? I, I know. Just, I know, man. It's so hard not. Usually, like you that. have a year like that, and then you get over the hump the next year, and because you just can't have heartache like twice. Well, and you
0: you know we say that. Uh, I say that this, uh, the reason I spoke about Todd Lowry having his guys zoned in a little earlier in the preview. You know, last year they probably followed normal protocol. We don't know much about Greenwood. We'll watch film. We'll go out and we'll play. Mm-hmm. This year, whereas they probably may have had Sunday off a couple of days ago, yeah. they were in, they were there. No stone had been the, left they, unturned. They, 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 there will be nothing that they can possibly do leading up to this game to be more prepared than they're going to be. Uh, do I got to pick a winner? No, you don't have to. Well, I, I, since you picked Corinth, I said I'm rooting for Corinth. I'm just going to pick a great game. Again, I see this being a one-score game without question.
1: Well, I'll say this, and you said that they are going to be prepared, and I guess your prediction is that Corinth is probably more prepared. You know what I mean?
0: I think so. I mean, because that's the thing, Then Greenwood has hardly had a challenge outside of last week. Well,
1: let's just don't forget that luck favors the prepared man.
0: Ain't no doubt about that. if there's
1: some luck, I think the luck finds Corinth this year. That's my thing.
0: Knock on wood if you hear me. I think so. So Coach Lowry, (laughs) if you get lucky, you're welcome. <laughs> no doubt, man. You better. We're calling you next week. Yeah,
1: for sure. Win this for one. sure. We will. Uh, I guess moving on down to the south part of the state, uh, Lawrence County nine and five versus Poppleville eight and five. And uh, I do think I know a little bit about Lawrence County, um, not necessarily schematically speaking or personnel wise, but I do think they start off kind of slow. Okay. They've gotten hot later in the year when division play and district play has gotten going. So their record is a little misleading, you know, with the five losses. Um, and Popperville is eight and five. So if you look at the scores or the the the, the uh, records, this is probably the least exciting of the South matchups, but might be the best. Usually when you have two teams right there that have lost some games. They, pro- you know, they probably both played,
0: a- you know, Gulfport. They probably both played up, lost a couple early. I mean, you know
1: Lawrence County had to play some folks a little bit above oh, yeah. their pay grade. Uh, but these games are usually the fun ones. Oh, yeah. When you don't really know who is out there, don't know much about them, don't know what's going on. But this is the one that usually goes like five overtime. Oh, you, yeah. You know what I mean? We're and both- then,
0: ding, 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 here we go again, Brian. Poplarville. Wing T tea team. Well, I was
1: about to say <laughs> And they're they're kind of always there. I mean, they've like, been there. Like, they, they've been there. So, that's why I like them to win this one. Even though they're 8-5, I just like probably to I'd love
0: win. nothing more than see two wing T teams for the 4A state title next weekend in, oh in Hattiesburg. Be, How awesome would that be? The
1: football purist in me is excited. The guy wants to take a nap in me. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> There's really nothing more exciting, though, than hard-hitting football. And, man, like
0: These two games will have it. And they
1: will. They will. It will be. Um, I'm too spoiled for people airing it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I but I like Poplerville there. All right. 3A North Half, uh, North State Finals. Knoxby County at nine and five, Choctaw County eleven three. Is this a one and two matchup from their own division?
0: Rematch. Wow.
1: That was a tough division. Uh, man.
0: Rematch that uh Knoxville County won the first leg of twenty eight to eighteen to mm-hmm. clean, to clinch the division. There is so much unknown just between you and I of of Choctaw County. Mm-hmm. They won the first matchup. Choctaw did win the first game. Yeah, excuse matchup. me. I'm sorry. Yeah, Choctaw was one. Yeah, yeah, the one. Yeah, they won. They were the one, yeah. Uh, where's this game being played? Choctaw. At Choctaw. Wow. Um, obviously, man, I don't want to say I've doubted them every week. I think I picked them last week mm-hmm. um, over Elzy, but, man. Just because we pick
1: against Elzy every week.
0: Uh, I know. Finally, <laughs> we were right. Um, but, man, I – I don't know what to think in this one, Brian. Knoxby's Knoxby. They're going to wing it. I like Knoxby to win it because it's this time of year. It's just kind of. Well, and and I'll, I'll say time. this. It's really hard to beat any team twice. It's incredibly hard to beat a great team twice. It's so rare to play a football team twice in a season. It's like
1: basketball, you're playing a team a fourth time. That you know so much about. Yeah. And, uh, man, I actually like Knoxby to win. I do, too. I like Knoxby to win this one. Uh, no slight to Choctaw County. They've had a, they've got a great program. Uh, they're on the upswing. Uh, the athletes are going to be equal. You know what and I mean?
0: And this, this game too, Brian, is one of those games where noxby has been here so many times. They have in a higher but, 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 classification, but different
1: guy at the head coach. But spot. it is a
0: different guy. And you know, it may be why the reason it took them so long to find their stride. A little bit. Is because you know they were so used to doing things the way Coach Shorter did them, and now that's a, it's a new guy, and you know they didn't they didn't know as much, or they did you know he may have tweaked some things, but they're back to doing what they do best, and that's pummeling teams in the playoffs. Um, I like I like them to go on the road too and get a win at Choctaw, man.
1: I agree, I agree. Um, all right, South State, Jefferson Davis Jefferson Davis County at eight and six, uh, versus Columbia at thirteen and zero. I like Columbia. Okay. I don't really – no offense, Jefferson Davis County, but s- just the transitive property here, s- unless they've been playing South Panola, Tupelo, and all them, I don't know. You know what I mean?
0: Let me say this. But I know
1: Columbia's schedule. I've looked at it. It's not necessarily the toughest thing I've ever seen. Well, just
0: throwing that out there. Jefferson Davis County, led by Lance Mancoso, several yep. times state coach of the year. Mm-hmm. He's got several rings for several fingers. Yeah. Um, has he? Has he? Has he won four? How many has he won? He uh, five, I think. Five. But it okay. was it's a it's a, cons- it's a condo- Bassfield, the old Bassfield, right. where yeah, 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 Jamal Moore Peters Brothers. and the Moore mm-hmm. brother. I mean, they just churning out talent yeah. down there. Uh, that is consolidated now. Right. It's Jefferson yeah. Davis. I forget what school they consolidated with, but uh, was it?
1: What my no never mind no yeah, I was
0: I don't know what I, that part of the world kind of deceives me because it's yeah. it's like no man's land it's not Jackson it's not Hattiesburg it's not coast it's kind of somewhere in the middle yeah it's like yeah <laughs> they can see I ten from there but they <laughs> not enough to like right. touch it you know
1: um, that's how I feel about Pearl River I, I, I <laughs> it's, know it's there I don't know it's what's somewhere going on down there, there. <laughs> yeah they got a casino I think I don't know <laughs> but anyway
0: um but no man um Brian I. I could be an idiot here. I don't think so.
1: Idiot. But I like I know you I know what you're about to do at school.
0: I like Jefferson Davis County. Well,
1: I'm actually about to do the next thing. I'm about to do that in the next class. But okay, yeah. I mean, I get I it. Just do. I I you know, and like you said, I mean, their their schedule's pretty tough. They've they played some yeah. they played some teams. 8 and 6 is a little bit deceiving. It's just kind of like the Itawamba thing. I know. You know, you probably should have lost one.
0: You or maybe you maybe should have played somebody a little better than you. Yeah,
1: maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, and
0: had the opportunities being in that Pine Belt area, could have played Oak Grove, but could have played and may, maybe did. I don't know. Maybe. And, but the thing about
1: Itawamba's schedule, as compared to maybe their schedule, they're a smaller class. So, it's a little bit easier to play up when you're a 3A team. Absolutely. It's hard when you're at a one because if you want to play up in our area, you've got to go play Tublo or Oxford. Right. Or Starville.
0: To give, your, to give yourself a tough game.
1: Yeah, and even – and then that's almost like do we really want to get some –
0: That's a little out of our comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. It'd be one For thing sure. if they
1: moved up and played a Lafayette. You know what I mean? That's a little different. But, anyway, okay. um, I like – well, you'll say Jeff Davis. I'll say Columbia there okay. just to split it Fair. up. Fair. Um, now, here we go. In 2A. North State. Uh, we have Charleston at 10 and 4 at Northside 13 and 0. I'm going to make a prediction before we even talk about the game. Well, you made a good one last week. Charleston wins. Okay. I like Charleston. They drop down in class. They're the, I think they're the better program, pound for pound. I've seen some of the teams they've played on their schedule. And they <laughs> last <don't>, week, <laughs> they don't put up the numbers that Northside puts up. But I've also seen their schedule too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, Northside's a bus saw they're ranked number one in their class. I just like Charleston to win a game. I will say this,
0: and and I don't think I don't even know that they have a common opponent. But one thing that did impress me about Northside is their win last week over a previously eleven and one mm-hmm. East Webster. Yeah. Um. So obviously they're not here if they're not good. They're very good. And the thing that I think that one thing that is playing a little bit in their favor is that. Not a lot of folks know much about them. Right. You know, in a weird way, like, whereas Columbia, everybody from the Pine Belt knows how good they are this year. You know, Jefferson Davis County probably knows all well how good Columbia is this year. Northside, because of their schedule, has not got a ton of fanfare until late. You know, like, they rolled through to 8-0, 7-0, 8 Everybody's like, well, that's because you hadn't played anybody. Well, last week's a little bit of an eye-opener because we we know that East Webster is a quality football yes Yes. But to kind of speak of the same chagrin that you are on this, uh, I like Charleston too, Brian. Is the game at Northside? It's at Northside. Okay. Do we even know where this school is yet?
1: Shelby. Remember, it's like Shelby Broad Street. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's Old oh, Consolidation school. 61 South.
0: Yeah. I think so. Got a lot of fond memories on 61 South. Same here, man. I really have. Um, good, good times down there. Got some future memories coming up pretty you soon know, You go, 61. You go
1: from uh, Cleveland uh, you know, up north towards... Uh, Clarksdale, and further north up towards yeah. Robinsonville. You know, just saying. Team 61 <laughs> South.
0: <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I like Charleston in this game, too. Uh, I just think there's too <laughs> battle-tested, too tradition-rich. I'm going with Charleston on the road. I like that. That's uh,
1: We're on the same page yeah. there. Okay.
0: I want to be able to go north side. I just don't know enough that's led me to believe that that I think that they can play in a game. Because I know that East Webster's really good. I don't know that they're Charleston good. And Charleston obviously showed me something last week that they are very, very good.
1: They are good. Yeah.
0: Beating Calhoun City, I don't care if you play them on the moon. You beat Calhoun City in the playoffs, you've done something.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, it's going to be a good game, and I think there are going to be some points put up. I think so, too. A few weeks ago, Charleston put up 55 on somebody, right? East Union. Yeah, East Union. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it could get out of hand there. Uh, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be a fun time anyway. Uh, in the South State, we got Scott Central 11-2 at Towersville 13-1. I like the Tartars. Taylorsville. Key is maybe the best player in the state. Say, best,
0: be, best skill position player in the, the state. They have the best
1: prospect in the state, I would say. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. Uh, 1A. we got a heavyweight matchup here. Knoxipater 12-2, and Nanawaya 12-1. and one. Man. Katie Barladore.
0: Winston County just does something really, really well concerning football. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Oh, my gosh, Brian. This was the 14-2 game. Nanaia won previously 14-2. Um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one, and I'm going to tell you why. Noxipater has lost to this team so many times because Nanaia has made it to the state final to either win or lose to Hollandell Simmons so many years in a row. I think this is Noxipater's year. K.D. Carter gets it done at quarterback. I like Noxipater. Okay. There we are. Here was, uh, <laughs> Paul, I just laid that out there. If you don't, you, don't like it, throw it right that back. That Paul
1: Rudd on the hot sauce thing. Well, here we are. Here we are. Who'd thunk it? <laughs> Who'd thunk it? Week 15. <laughs> Not me. Not me. Heck no. <laughs> <all. laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. Um, I mean, I like where your head's at there. I just like Nana Wyatt to win. I mean, you know, I mean. It's fair. Is, it's just, I, I don't really have any basis. Is that an Occupator? It's at Nantawaya. At Nana yeah. Well, it don't matter. Doesn't Both matter. T- whole
0: towns are going to be there. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: yeah. I like Nantawaya. they got a pretty good run game. Oh, yeah. they got a yeah. big bruising running back. Is my mind? Am got I, a couple. Okay, I, th- <laughs> I, th- I, th- I thought so. See, playoffs, it's cold. Get up a score, kind of control the clock. Knox Pater kind of plays from behind. But this
0: is the kind of game they played in the regular season. 14-2 yeah. so yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know? so, I mean, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But
1: I like Nantawaya to win a close one there. Okay. Uh, in the South State, we got Richston at 8-5 and five and Lumberton, 11- okay. three.
0: Uh, Lumberton, Class 1A State Player of the Year, Robert Henry. Yeah. That running back. Yeah. I like them. For I like reason, them.
1: I was about to say, usually in the smaller classifications, the teams are so evenly matched at this stage of the game. agree.
0: The team with the best player usually wins. Which is why I like Katie Carter and Knox Pater on the top side. Okay. I like that. Just throwing that back out there at you. Okay.
1: I think Nanaway might be might be a little bit too bad, too good for them. They okay. may be. But I like about to I I, I like your Lumberton pick though. I really like them. Okay. Um, well that wraps up our public school playoff slate. Yes. So uh, before we get too far and wrap up the show, we gotta give a shout out. Big time shout out to the Heritage Academy Patriots and Coach Sean Harrison. Correct. Uh, undefeated. Uh, Ran a full gauntlet. Buzzsaw. Won the championship like 55 to 10. Never were challenged all year. I mean, yeah, that was a big win, like Joe Montana versus the Bengals back in the day. Just an absolute Uh, thrashing. Um, Shout out to them. They beat Starville Academy in a rivalry game. That's hard to do. Um, And they got a big-time squad over there. I would love to see a one-day thing, kind of like a lot of the basketball teams do. Like the
0: old Grand Slam.
1: Yeah. I would like to see that, um, but not necessarily late in the year because – Teams are so banged up, and you, yeah, but man, I think if you had a week one slate where you had like a, a, a Heritage versus Nana Wye, a, a Starville Academy versus Knox, Bear, like a golden triangle the kind of thing. Private schools do this a lot. They do. Yeah. I would
0: love to see teams like Heritage and SA and yeah, and and Pillow and Indianola. You know, like you could do a great game with yeah. Heritage versus. Um, I'm trying to think of a, just a good like a Philadelphia or something like that, or even come up the road a little bit and play Amory. Yeah. You know, and then like uh, Indianola ride over and play Cenotopia, you know, that'd be so, or Charleston. That'd be so cool, man.
1: Yeah. It'd be fun. I would like to say that, but shout out to Heritage. They are, I think they're the only MAIS school in our listening area, which, well, heck we're on the podcast. The world is our listening area. For sure. But uh, in in our, in the, in the coverage area of our news, I think they're the only MAIS school to win one.
0: Yeah. I think Mm -hmm.
1: so. So shout out to them. well, we only got one more football show left, and that's going to be talking about the state championships. Um, so, McKinley, before we uh, wrap up and uh, get on to another Thanksgiving, uh, tell us what you've been thankful for with high school football this year.
0: Man, I, I can't I, – I can tell you this, man. Getting to do this with you is, is one of the highlights of my week every week. Another highlight is getting to go to, the, to, getting to, go to the, the studio and doing the WCBI Miss 98 scoreboard show with Adam and, and Dodson. And thanks, Raymond and John Michael and Jimmy C. Seaside. We could do thank everybody again. Yeah. Uh, but I'm so thankful for that, man. But I'm going to tell you what I've enjoyed the most about this, man. Getting to go to little towns all across northeast Mississippi, eat their fish, meet their people, take in their hospitality. You may have – there may be other more glamorous places on earth But there ain't no place like Northeast Mississippi. There's not. No, you're exactly right. And what I've enjoyed is I've enjoyed the uh, relationships
1: we've got to develop. I would have never known or gotten a chance to meet a guy like Tom Ebel from WCBI. Or, you know. um, Or David Jenkins. Or or, 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 or or any of these people. We know
0: Brian Pearson. Yeah. just the way these people open their arms to us when we show up to their field and, and to their fish houses, it's you know, amazing. The other night as I was leaving – we got leaving, some
1: gifts coming to you folks yeah, too the other, other night as I was leaving, you know, Coach Grant Goosby and Shannon Smith from Baldwin just <laughs> embraced us, told us, man, yeah. make, make it to a basketball game. Chatted man. with them for 30 yeah. minutes. You know, and then, you know, you got like us going out with Bill and, you know, getting to stay in the end zone and him like, man, like, hey, there's Jerry Baird and Phil Oakley. You know, and, and me getting to talk about my dad yeah. to those guys. And, awesome. And then, you know, getting uh, Coach Brooks to come over there and – Coach Diffie calling in. Yeah. And man, it's just, you know, it, it was a real treat, the the networking and the relationships. And, and I can built. tell
0: you this too, Brian. I think back to one week, and you may or may not remember this. We went and watched it Itawamba in Houston, week five, week six, big matchup, both yeah. undefeated. We're standing on the fence right, bef- right mid-first quarter, right before the game's about to start actually. And one of our listeners from when we were on the old radio station came up, Joe King, and recognized us. And we're n- – Nobody's. We just do a podcast and a football show. But for him to come up and say, "Man, I love listening to you guys on Friday nights. I love listening to the podcast. I mean, it, stuff like that, man. It just it makes you feel good." Man. I, I remember standing on the sidelines. We were about to do the pregame thing with Tom from
1: WCBI, and I looked along the fence, and there were people taking our picture. Being on the news, yeah, and they were, I was thinking to myself, they think we're
0: celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're we're just normal guys that enjoy we just, high school we, football. We're
1: ready to eat fish,
0: <laughs> and then we like fish. <laughs> but oh, no man. kidding, I do want to mention this because I know I think you've got a little trivia for me, don't you? I do have some trivia, for but before I do that, I do want to let you know, folks, patrons, uh, people of these small towns, of these little these little hole in the wall fish joints, established fish joints, steak joints all over. We have got some custom-made uh, shirts for you that say Fish House Friday. And when we get the opportunity to bring them to you, we're going to sign them, and hopefully you will hang them on your wall. Absolutely. Because if you don't think Fish House Friday is a thing, then you ain't invited. That's right.
1: <laughs> if you ain't with it, you're going to get hit with it for sure. That's right. Um, all right, well, i got to do have some trivia for you. I had trivia tonight at uh, Queen's Reward. You know, I'm headed out of yeah. town. and had to do my my Thanksgiving uh, week. It mean, was a huge crowd uh, trivia there that I always kind of have. Uh, Brian.
0: Brought me a, uh, Mead, a, uh, uh brought Thanksgiving McKinley gift. A,
1: brought McKinley a, a Thanksgiving gift from Queen's
0: Reward. Um, but it anyway. really pleased Mead. For
1: sure, <laughs> real, so sweet, real sweet. a sweet thought. <laughs> But anyway, um, so I had a category 9, and it's, since it's Egg Bowl week, I want to. I probably could have done this on another podcast, but I want to do it with you real quick. Five questions. Uh, the category is Ole Miss, Oxford, State, Well.
0: Did I got to ask you this? Did you do this at the trivia earlier? I did. I love it, man. Okay. I love it. Ole Miss, I Oxford, I or working, State Starball, man. I'm, so I'm gonna catch one. I promise.
1: And uh, these are gonna be easy for you, but I, I really, I just want, I just want to get your answer for them. All right, question number one: uh, What school just uh, was recognized for having its 27th Rhodes Scholar, the most in the SEC? Vanderbilt. So, no, it's Ole Miss or State.
0: Oh, oh, my yeah. God. Okay.
1: Um, so, Ole Miss or State, 27 Rose Scholars. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. They just passed Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt okay. 26. Well, good for them. Yeah, I don't know who we paid off to get that. But <laughs> All right, question number two. Uh, what school is responsible for John Grisham earning his accounting degree in 1977?
0: Mississippi State. That's exactly right. F- fun fact, he was my dad's deskmate in the legislature for one term. Really? He gave me a tie when I was nine years old. My mom made uh my, ma- my mom made garlic herb chicken pasta. It's her best dish. Fun thing, he was my dad's backup shortstop in high school. Shut too. your <laughs> mouth.
1: Johnny's going to be on the podcast next week. <laughs> <one> for sure. <laughs> He'll talk highly of Steve and talk sh- crap about my dad. He won't talk
0: highly <laughs> of Steve. They've had some nights.
1: Okay. Well, okay. Anyway, uh, but I have a picture of my dad and John Grisham at Delta State basketball camp. Awesome. And everybody's like, man, who's in this picture? And I never say David Ball. And it's like, John Grisham. <laughs>
0: <laughs> some guy, I don't, John know, I, I don't know why I got the picture. John
1: Grisham and Van Chancellor are both in that picture. Oh. Oh, I know. Big I've man got there. so
0: many of his books over there. I mean, oh, what a writer, man! What He's an good. author. I like, I like the bleachers. That it's sitting right there.
1: It's a good, it's a good Love book. It. It's a good book. That and uh, C- Forgetting Christmas, That Became Christmas oh, with the it's Cranks. Good. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And some of the old. I mean, yeah. we could. It's John Grisham podcast. Back to the trivia. <laughs> Just, anyway, back to the trivia. Uh, question number three: What university's athletics? Well, Mr. State, what university's athletics teams were once known as the Flood?
0: A tough one. I don't know this, but I'm going to go on a limb here and say, "Oh man, mm-hmm. there's so many things spinning in my head. Why it could be either school, but I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with state. It's Ole Miss. Uh, and I, let me get. Can I guess why? Yes. Is it have something to do with?" Farm plantations and flooding in Mississippi. It was like the 1927
1: flood. Okay, yeah. I, 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 S- at that time, state was known as the Maroons or the Aggies. Right. Yeah, and uh, Ole, Miss, Ole Miss was the flood, and then Ole Miss, they changed it. I think it may be like 1936. I did not something know like that. that. But yeah, I they used to be, the be the flood, and they changed to the Rebels. Yep. Uh, Colonel Reb actually only became the on-field mascot in like '79.
0: I'm curious. So I mean, that, <laughs> this is just racking my brain now. Oxford has a club soccer program called Mississippi Flood. The Flood. I wonder if that's why.
1: Ah, I bet some make so. some phone calls mm-hmm. over there. I it's kind of in that
0: Oxford Water Valley, yeah. South Panola, Batesville corridor. It's, anyway.
1: Hmm. I, I never even thought about that. All right, uh, question number four. What which town's outskirts were a landing point for Charles Lindbergh during his Guggenheim
0: tour? Mississippi State. That's right. Starville. knew that he stayed in Maeben. And it's it's actually an interesting tidbit on that. It's one of the th- that's not specific to it, but it's one of the things that help that has helped Mississippi's. Farming industry is, far you know, they've got South Farm and North Farm at Mississippi State. If you're driving on eighty two into campus, you look there at the right, you always see the planes. There's a new yeah. there's a not a new program, but uh where they come up with drones, with you know, crop dusters, they yeah. got a lot of that from that whole Lindbergh experience.
1: Really? That's cool. Yeah. Whenever I think of whenever I think actually. of Lindbergh, I always think of uh Ernest P. World saying I did it. I kidnapped the Lindbergh baby. It's like <laughs> Anyway, all right. Uh, and the fifth and final. Something tells me this is going to be the toughest one. Uh, no, Maybe this is not going to be the toughest one. This was, I'm not going to lie to you, this was, all the other ones were really fair questions. Sure. And this was actually me just trolling. Okay. The question number five. Uh, of the two, which one has had multiple Miss America winners? Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> Ole Miss. I will, but State has had one. Yeah. And look, and I'm not going to be just going saying things out here, but the, the winner from Mississippi State was probably the prettiest of the four. Just throwing that out there. Miss Olivia Manning would like to have a talk with you, Brian. She didn't win a Miss but America, but she would like to have a talk yeah. with. She me. was she was Miss Ole Miss, but sure, uh, she was
0: hot. I saw old pictures. I just gotta say,
1: Marianne Mobley was the first. Okay. she was the first. Uh, Ole Miss had two, then State had one. I think State's won in like 1980, so it's relatively recent, I think. Yeah. So, but anyway, but that was my trivia for the night. Um, it was good. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, I kind of want to ask you one more question that has nothing to do with those do two. It. Okay, this is geographical before and after. Okay. It's like your Wheel of Fortune. Ooh. I even used you as the example. <laughs> I said, my friend McKinley watches Wheel of Fortune, <laughs> and he's the best I know. Well, thank God I wasn't there because I thought know. I was cheating. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you two of these, actually. You're going to like this. Okay. Um, all right. The waterway that forms a large part of the northeast United States-Canada border as well as a number one song by Billy Joel from 1993.
0: I know the after.
1: What's, what's the after? River of Dreams. Okay, so what river would it be? Is it the Hudson? No, I will hope out. Yes. Saint Lawrence, oh, and the thing you have to know is that the Saint Lawrence River is the one that forms the, the, the border. Yeah, uh, so it's the Saint Lawrence River of <laughs> dreams. That's pretty good. Though. That's good. That, right, that's so, awesome. And here's this last one. You're gonna you're Why gonna you
0: lo- me you're love.
1: <laughs> you're gonna love this one. All right, the uh, f- famous immigrant inspection station of New York, as well as a hit song by Dolly Parton and Kenny
0: Rogers, Ellis Island in the stream. <laughs> Of course, I'd, no hesitation on that. I could do eight thousand of those, and and like not even want to sleep.
1: Okay, so you ready for another one? Yeah, okay, cool. You, I'm ready for last seven thousand nine hundred ninety-seven. This is really the last one, and you know what? Stephen Chris is riding around Utah, listening to the podcast, loving <laughs> it because he's looking at this going. <laughs> he's looking at that first one going St. Lawrence River of Dreams, McKinley. Because he, <laughs> <laughs> he knew it. All right, so the last one here: a song used in Chevy commercials for over a decade. As well as the limestone landmass located at the southern tip of the Iberian Peninsula, which is the entrance of the Mediterranean Sea. So, a song from Chevy commercials, as well as, and this thing is located, I think, in Portugal, the, the landmass.
0: Oh, you went international
1: on me, Brian. No. You got to get there two hours before you're playing flight when you go Clearly. So, a song that was on Chevy commercials for over a decade. As well as the landmass that is the at the tip of the Iberian Peninsula, which begins the Mediterranean Sea.
0: I'm trying to think of the Chevy song first. Let me give you a one clue. Please. Bob Seger. All right, <laughs> hang on.
1: <laughs> I woke last night to the sound. Yeah. It's, it's not night moves, but I'm singing for you. That's a, that's a good song. How far song. off? I said one. <laughs> Started humming a song from 1962.
0: I, dude, I have nothing. I mean, I, I know, I'm thinking of so many songs. I just I, L- like a rock of Gibraltar. <laughs> oh my god! I'm t- let me say this, Brian. Like a rock, oh, like a rock. <laughs> that is the one. I don't know how I didn't get the song part because that's a dead giveaway if you get the song. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you hear a rock, you're like the only thing it could be. Rock of Gibraltar. The, uh, the Rock of Gibraltar is the only rock of anything that, as far as geography. <laughs> Man, that's good. That was a good one. You only did three of those? I did five. Two more. (laughs) Okay, all right, two more. (laughs) We've got time. Let me see here. Okay,
1: this is a good one. A famous Australian underwater beach structure, as well as a 1930s propaganda film against the usage of marijuana. A famous Australian underwater beach structure as well as the 1930s propaganda film against the usage of marijuana.
0: All right, the film escapes me, but I'm just going to take a stab at it here. Right. The Great Barrier Reefer Kills. Ooh, close. Great Barrier Reefer
1: Madness. Reefer Madness was the movie. It was pretty it's pretty, f- pretty ridiculous film. And the last one, this is actually, I mean, I, I feel good about this one. I really do. A uh, famous... I, keep, I don't know why I put famous at the beginning of these questions. Let me just say this. You do. I don't know why I did that. I put famous in all these. They're all famous. Uh, Appalachian Mountain Passage that goes through the wilderness road, as well as a famous hip-hop and R&B band known for its song, You Drop the Bomb on Me. So that's a tough one. And
0: I... It, if Larry Harmon's listening, he's going to kill me because you dropped the bomb on me. It was one of our pre-game baseball songs. Do you know songs. who sings
1: that song? No. Okay. It's going to be tough then.
0: It, yeah, I know.
1: Okay, I'm going to give you another clue that wasn't part of my clue. Okay. The Wilderness Road in this clue is a lyric in the song, Wagon Wheel. Do. De-
0: Okay. Oh, so I just don't tough. know I don't I don't know the band. Wait. Yeah. the Cumberland Gap band? Yes! Yeah. Ah, yes, man. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Yes. It's I so thinking, good. What are you? other passage is he talking about?
1: I was about to give you well he's ahead and what I was humming it. You just did wagon wheel in 20 seconds in your head so fast. I saw you singing the lyrics like I'm on my way <laughs> to North
0: Carolina, on my headlight. Yeah, just, oh, man, <laughs> I wish I could have seen the
1: excitement when McKillings light that bulb out. central went off. That's good. That's awesome. Well, man, I tell you what, it's always a treat, and I'm glad I got to come by yes. and visit with you for a few minutes before Thanksgiving because I'm really thankful for you, the podcast, and the ability to get together and do this with you every you week. Pointed at the dog. Well, I, man, you know, I, they look at the way
0: they look at me. They. Hey looking at you. They're sleeping. They've been sleeping hour. For sure. But now um folks, thank you for listening to us. We'll have one more of these. Uh we'll have some One more preview. One more preview. <laughs> God yeah, we'll have more podcasts. <laughs> Considering how bad we've got off track on this one, you know we'll have more podcasts. Well, it's a matter of opinion. <laughs> it's just a matter of here we are getting off track again. We uh, didn't mention that we were
1: part of WCBI <laughs> this week, which is good.
0: <laughs> Thoughts are own. Uh, But, folks, again, thank you again for listening. Um, Almost basketball season. Ready to jump into that here in a couple weeks. Uh, We'll have some more interesting stuff that's local to you. Um, You know, thank you again for listening. You can catch us on Twitter at The Hatton and Pod and on Instagram at Hatton and Pod and personally at McKinley Holland on Twitter and at B D Baldwin 24 Yeah. If you don't – if you don't have an underscore tattoo by now, I feel like you should get one because I want to say underscore every I'm really. Time.
1: Can I be real? I'm really thinking about changing my at name. Can you do that? I don't know. There's a way. I think I'm you sure. Can. I think there's something. It's internet. Yeah. We, there's got to be a way. People steal, steal your info in the dark web. I'm sure that can change my Twitter <laughs> handle.
0: But, no, folks, thanks again for listening to us. We will catch you next time for the final state championship preview on The Happening Pod.